welcome to Razzle Frat. We're back to talk books, coffee, pop culture, and more. I'm Ashton. And I'm Allie. And we're coming to you digitally. We uh, kind of got hooked up a little bit with microphones. Hopefully the audio is good. Um, we tested it, but, you know, things can go awry, <laughs> especially with us. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I am on my own over here with technology. I'm so bad at mics and stuff, so we're just hoping nothing goes wrong. Yeah. But anyways, um, how are you doing in general? I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. I know. In general, I'm doing good. For the first time in a while, I don't have much new going on, which is nice. Um, it's nice not to have a lot going on, not have a lot of change. I'm really kind of getting just getting used to getting um into the swing of things at work having titles on my own and what my days look like at work now is a lot different than how they used to um because i'm kind of just leading my own campaigns and titles versus like following along with someone else so there's a lot more freedom so that's nice um and so i've been trying to focus more on reading and self-care and getting myself back into like a good routine now that i'm like i'm in more control of my time which is really nice so how about you yeah well that's good i'll talk about myself in a second but you mentioned um i don't know if it was on pod but you said something like how you're trying to read 30 minutes a day have you been able to do that yeah, with a few exceptions of, like, when I worked really late and I was so tired or I, like, just didn't feel like it. I've been reading almost every night. Um, no, I'm not, like, reading, like, you know. We'll talk about uh, it. <laughs> you know, but, like, I, I am reading. I am reading, and it's not just for work. I've actually been reading something that I enjoy. Um, so, yes, I've been sticking to it mostly. That's good. That's a good goal to set. I thought about um maybe trying that myself but uh my wind down is like similar it's just more intensive like I have been making sure that I get a workout in and then um I've been incorporating magnesium into my like nighttime routine so it's a it's like a powder thing um like magnesium and I think L-theamine or something like that and I add that to some decaffeinated green tea or mint tea. And so I have to drink that before bed. I don't have to, but like I put it into my routine. So usually if I do that, I will read. But sometimes if I'm like doing like a gua sha or like jade rolling, I'll just look at TikTok instead because it's just sometimes easier than like balancing all that with a book. I am so, I'm so bad at like telling myself like I, it is literally impossible for me to only be on tiktok for five to ten minutes it's no. physically impossible <laughs> so i'll tell myself like it's 9 52 i'll just be on tiktok until 10 o'clock that's a nice round number and then it's like i got the guy pop up and he's like whoa you've been scrolling way too long <laughs> so, that's funny um, that's it's just so mindless and like your for you page is so curated for you like mm-hmm. i genuinely just enjoy being on. it's probably like sickness but I don't care <laughs> yeah honestly I think like the problem with me is my curiosity gets the better of me on my for you page so I'll watch like one really random video that like has nothing really to do with my personality I just want to see where it goes and then it fucks up the whole algorithm for me and the next thing I know I'm seeing all these like diet culture stuff or like mm. um or just like weird shit where like 
teen moms are dancing with their now teen sons. And I'm like, I don't know why this is here. I don't want it. And it's like, I just want to get back to where like people talked about like books and like were weird, nerdy and baking bread. Like (laughs) maybe, maybe the phone will hear me and and fix it for me, but you never know. (laughs) This week, I have no clue in hell how this happened, but something popped up on my For You page that was, it was like Silence of the Lambs, and I was like, like, I like that movie, like, I like serial killers, so I was like, no, I like serial killer, like, movies, not serial killers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was like, okay, like, this tracks, whatever, Um, but then started showing me, like, a bunch of Silence of the Lambs edits, and some of them were, like, edits of Hannibal Lecter and Clarice Starley like being lovers and I was like what I know I was like no thank you and then like the caption would be like them with like heart I was like oh my god he's literally a cannibal I know Um, so I have no idea how the fuck that happened people literally romanticize the craziest couples and things that I am actually worried for a select population like I I don't know what where it stems from, but like I've seen some people like literally romanticize this whole like couple in a movie, and I like looked up the movie because it looked really cute, and it's like a kidnapper that like kills her, and I'm like, why, why are you making it romantic? Like I don't, I it's not irony either. It's like I don't know, but anyway, um. Yeah, so for nighttime routine, yeah, you're right. Sometimes TikTok will get the better of me, unfortunately. But um, I've mainly just been, like, keeping to my hermit habits. I haven't been going out, especially with the cold and everything. Um, I've been, like, practicing a lot of yoga and, like, slow stuff because I tend to beat myself up with those kind of things, like, with working out and, like, getting intense. But I've been kind of getting back into um, doing things that, like, make me happy and, like, even though I'm, like, it's nerdy or whatever. So I'll, like, work out watching, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer because uh, I'm like, I love Buffy. She's strong. She's cool. And she's tiny, you know? Like, she's, you know, inspirational in a way. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, she hooked up with Spike, so, you know. Fair. But, um... Yeah, and uh, there's just it's just funny because it's like on Friday. So on Fridays, uh, Jimmy and I both work from home, mm-hmm. and so after work, I like to go for at least a walk for an hour, like when I work from home, because like that way I can quote unquote get my steps in, and also like if I'm in the same room for like ten plus hours, like I'm going to go start crazy no matter what the temperature is. So, like today, I went. I usually go on my lunch break if. Or, like, I'll go for a run on my lunch break, blah, blah, blah. But on Fridays, because he's here, um, and I tend to, like, work straight through on Fridays or, like, I'll fit, like, a regular workout in when I normally would walk. I started going after work. And he just, like, can I come? Like, sitting there. So I'm like, all right, yeah, you can come. So I started doing this, like, ritual thing, especially because a lot of the times on Fridays I would have to go to the library. I'd either have a book due or a book I needed to pick up. So, like, and it's right on our street, the library. You know this, you passed it. Um, so he'll come, we'll, we'll go to the library, pick up stuff, and then we'll like make like a loop around. But as we're walking through the neighborhoods and down to Fort Greene and everything, um, 
we'll pass like sometimes a lot of times i avoid the streets because i don't want to see people but we'll pass sometimes like all of the the places with like restaurants and like people that are alive and (laughs) have social lives and so we'll pass and he was like this place looks cool this but i'm like james i have been living in this area for like five years like how do you not know that these places these places have been here i'm like i pointed them out to you on like repeated occasions about how i want to go here he's like when did they put this in can we go here and i'm like (laughs) like okay i'm like well i was like make a list i was like and when it's warmer because i'm not going anywhere (laughs) right now but it's just so funny because it's like you see all this stuff and you know you pacify it when it's in your daily especially in new york i feel like sometimes you can take for granted all the cute stuff or uh, just fun things that are near you and then Absolutely. you're like oh because it's so close you're like i could just go and go whenever but um i'm trying to make a but i never though. do right <laughs> i'm always like i go to like the same three places even though i literally there's like 25 restaurants within spitting distance of me and i go to the same thai place and pizza place and like that's basically it yeah <laughs> like I don't branch out yeah it's like i think we talked about this last time um like how we're like very big creatures of habit and I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's just like the problem with me is I'll see shit on TikTok or whatever, Instagram, and I'm like, maybe I should try some new things. But then I'm like, one, I really don't want to spend the money, at least not at this point in my life. Um, and then two, I'm like, but do I really want to get dressed up and go? <laughs> like, do I want to make that effort? And that could also just be the weather talking. Like, it's, we finally, I think we, I joked about it last time, how we don't have any snow. And, uh, we finally got snow. And this time we really do smell snow. I know, which uh, we can jump to that segment first if you want, since um, I'm talking so long. But we finally got snow and the weather dropped. And they decided, we're just going to turn off the heat in your apartment now. And I was like, okay. So you blasted it when it was like 70 degrees in yeah, February. and now when I was there. I know. I had to open windows and doors. And it's like... Literally, um, I slept in, like, you're seeing me wear my beanie. I had, like, a sweatshirt. I had the hood up over the sweatshirt. I was wearing socks, like, multiple layers, under the covers, under, a, like, a weighted blanket last night. That's how I slept. And it's, like, oh, it's so frustrating. And, like, we've reached out, like, three times maybe to the super. And, like, he said he's done it. So I'm, I'm thinking something's wrong with, like, the boiler or something. But Excellent. Hmm. It's another glorious, beautiful aesthetic day in New York. Yeah. Love <laughs> or in Brooklyn in my 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 case. But anyways, we can jump down if you want um to the new segment, I smell snow. Because sure. we're um, watching TV. Yes. I okay, so I don't think I talked about it on pod, but I know I've talked about it off pod. I knit my roommate a Weasley sweater from, like, the movies. It was navy and silver because she's a Ravenclaw. And I had to do it in secret when she wasn't in the apartment, when she was, like, out at her boyfriend's or, like, with friends. So it took me a long time, but I finally got it done. Um, And it turned out really great, and I'm really proud of it. And that's a really nice feeling to just, like, finish something that I've been working on for months. And... Um, I now I'm working on my sister's blanket that was supposed to be a wedding present in October. <laughs> um, 
but she knows it's coming and she knows it's late and I'll get them like a gift card or something since like I gave them like a placeholder present but whatever it's fine um so that's what I've been doing and I have been like doing a lot more pinning on Pinterest of like um patterns and things that I want to try after I'm done with the blanket because I don't really knit a lot for me anymore and I would like to do more of that just like fun knitting um and then this girl that I follow like this knit influencer account um she has like the coolest sweaters ever and she also makes her own clothes like not just sweaters like with fabric like sews her own clothes and now I'm like back on my bullshit I'm like I could make that so I'm like (laughs) gonna buy a sewing machine and like I really want to like learn how to sew garments I think it would be so cool I mean I'm not gonna go to like fashion school dad I want to go to fashion school (laughs) but like you know I'm not gonna be like a designer but like there are patterns you can follow for like basic pants and like like jumpers and stuff and I think it would be fun so or also like quilting like I don't know I'm just like embracing the old lady vibe like head on yeah so I mean my next project sewing is not that much old lady vibes I feel like my mom sewed um everything like when I was little she made me like all the dresses for any fancy family occasions um and she like told me how she used to sew her dresses when she was back in the like back in the 70s and like even made her own prom dress and stuff like that so I I've always wanted to learn how to sew she just never had time to teach me um but I think it's a great skill and if you ever learn I will learn with you because I at least need to know how to freaking hem my pants I can't rely on my mother forever and I don't want to have to go to a tailor every single time because I know you and I both always have pants that are way too long (laughs) I just I just gave up and rolled them and like everybody's like oh like you you roll your pants you know what that means and I'm like yeah I'm fucking short and can't sew that's literally what that means to me, but <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm so into it. I was like Googling, like, like what I should get for my first sewing machine and like basic sewing lessons. Like I am doing this not right away, but like within the next couple of months, I would like to get a sewing machine and start learning the basics and ease myself in. Cause I really like being creative like that. And it's been a while since I've learned a new skill. I'll support that while you do sewing. I'll try to get back into knitting. Um, because I've been on and off for years. We've had a very tumultuous relationship. Um, but did I ever tell you I was in the knitting club in high school? Because I was super popular. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did tell you this. I told you the um, um, yeah. the names that we called ourselves. Which which I called it. The other people in the club did not want to like let people know we were in the knitting club. So they called it the K club. Which could have oh my gosh, up, yes, you turned have about bad. And I was like, I don't know, I'm a knitwit, man. And I would walk around just telling everybody. Um, yes, I thrived in high school. Um, anyway, I would like to learn um, how to make those fisherman sweaters. I have one, but I love those, Ooh, you yes. know, those Gilmore, giant. Gilmore. Yeah, I just. Sweater. Yeah, like that's definitely my vibe. And like, I would like to make it for the sake of like making it for my body. Um, because I have a very odd shaped torso in proportion to fast fashion and everything. So it's like, if I were to buy something, a lot of times, if I want it loose on me, it'll be very long, which and it makes me look awkward because I'm short and I also have a big butt comparatively. So, um, I don't know if that's too much information for the pod, but, um, <laughs> it like go, you know, when you like, it just falls weird. 
or it just falls in a way that I personally don't find flattering. So I feel uncomfortable in it. So I would like to, that's one of the reasons I've always wanted to learn how to make clothes and stuff. It's just because like, I can't ever find anything that I personally feel confident in. That is like what I picture in my head. You know what I mean? But anyways, um, I actually did sew a little bit. Not so. Oh my god, I'm talking about it so much. I was knitting um, this weekend on Friday because you inspired me, and I was not knitting anything but just like rows of like chaos, just practicing. But um, I wanted to feel superior to I don't know the ghosts. I don't know who I was feeling superior to. But um, I came into the room. Jimmy was on the couch, and he's like, "Oh, you're joining me," and I was, I just said nothing pulled out all of my sewing stuff, <laughs> pulled out a DVD, didn't tell him what it was, just put it onto the TV and hit play and said nothing. And then he's like, what'd you put on? I was like, you'll have to know. And then the, the music comes on. He's like, guess. And I was like, you're incorrect. And until you know what this opening scene is based on the music and the imagery, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> and he looks at me and I was like, and he was like, is it Pride and Prejudice? And I was like, yup. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, um, we wa- I watched Pride and Prejudice, and then I was in a very Jane Austen-y mood, and um, I made him pick from the large selection of either watching Sense and Sensibility or Becoming Jane next, and um, we chose Sense and Sensibility, so I made him watch two Jane Austen movies in a row on oh Friday God. night while I knitted beside him. <laughs> I did laundry on Friday night and then finished the fucking Weasley sweater, so <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> Aging myself about sixty years, but I'm I'm here for it. It was it was lovely. But um yeah, and that kind of just like has definitely catapulted my week of just mainly listening to a lot of instrumental music, which I just do that a lot anyway. I like to, yeah. you know, light a candle. I actually have a candle lit right now behind my computer. Mm-hmm. Um, mine's called, here, I'll show you, it's called Writer's Desk. Mm. It's so cute. It's from this British, it's called the Click Clack of a Typewriter. Um, and it's from mine's this British from band. Body Works. <laughs> it's from this British band, uh, band, oh my god, brand called Midsummer. She, like, makes all these themed ones. Jimmy got me the, for Christmas, the one that's most ardently. It's the Pride and Prejudice Ooh, theme. Nice. Yeah. And then I also ordered the um, Dark Academia one. But I ordered, like, a couple at a time because it takes forever. It comes from the UK. Yeah. Um, and it's a bitch to track that stuff. But, yeah, so I'm all about the aesthetic right now. But, anyways, um, I don't know if you want to talk about – I mean, I haven't really been watching anything. So – reading wise since you've been reading 30 minutes every single night do you want to talk about what you've been reading lately yeah um (laughs) do you want to be implicated (laughs) too late now (laughs) i yeah i guess um i think we should embrace it (laughs) um i have been reading we didn't just out me <laughs> I've been reading for mighty fan fiction. Hey, we're in this together. We're going down together. Um, so it's actually really good though. I like told you. I have never been one to really get into fan fiction generally. Um so 
it was a surprise to me that I liked it as much as I did, but I don't know. The one that I'm reading is just like very like slow burn, like enemies to lovers, all the tropes. Um, and it's cute. So um, I've been having fun reading it and it's like mindless and short chapters and they're like illustrations. Um, (laughs) There are illustrations in that one. I forgot. Yeah. There's like some of like the fountains and like, so, like drawings oh. of like Hermione and Draco together. Yeah, that's right, right. Because they gotta look up artifacts and history and stuff. I forgot about. Yeah, that. so it's really cute, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's long. It's much longer than I thought. Like it's like really long. Like I thought I've been I've been reading it for like two weeks now, and I'm reading it on my Kindle, so it shows me like the percentage of what I've read, and it's only twenty five percent. These people like dedicate their lives. Like the one that like when you're ready for your heart to be torn out. It's it's got like multiple parts. Like there's some of them that have literally like part one, part two. Like it's these people invest. They get their books bound. It's intense. Um, but yeah, no, I'm glad your favorite trope is the um the friends, right? Friends to lovers one, the one where they the pretend relationship. I do like pretend relationship. Is that your I also like one. I think Friends to Lovers is probably my favorite one. Okay. Um, well, because I was thinking of a couple that I've read um, that I could recommend to you that, like, go with those tropes. But, um, yeah, that's I, I don't read much romance. I really should read more because I always enjoy it. Um, but, yeah. Hmm. So I've been reading that at night, and then I've been listening in my Stephen King uh, read every book that he's written in chronological order mission Cujo is next <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he wrote this one like entirely high on cocaine um, and didn't remember writing it and like blacked out whatever um, I'm listening to that on audio it's, whatever it's like fine um, it's not scary and it's hard to get into but I uh, made a promise to myself that I was going to trudge through all of his backlist so it's got to be done. Isn't that one about like a demonic dog? Yeah, it's like a dog that gets. It's like a rabid dog that like turns into a monster and starts killing people. Oh my god! Um... I know. <laughs> <laughs> and like the the like cru- like the climax thing of the story is like like the a mom and child are like in the car and this dog is like outside of the car and so they're like trapped in the car by Cujo. Like it, the whole thing is like a fever dream. So it like totally tracks that he was like out of it when he wrote it um i feel like he just takes like random things that like kids like and turn them into demonic killers like he takes a clown he takes a car takes a dog dog. yeah um dead dog in the pet cemetery like it's just weird but you know he's richer than me so who am i to say yeah, I mean, he's fucking weird, and a lot of his shit is, you know, problematic for a lot of different reasons, but I can't help it. I love I love some of his novels, so I'm trying to charge through the ones that I don't like so that I can get to the ones I do. I'm just, like, I'm usually a DNF person. You know this about me, but I'm making myself read all of these, so. Mm, good for you. That's a hard thing to do, and also definitely, like, takes a strong amount of willpower when you really just don't like what you're reading to keep going. Um, I can attest for that. What are you reading right now? I'm still reading The Idiot. Um, it's by Elif Batuman. And um, I've got like 
maybe 100 pages left, maybe a little bit less. I don't know if I actually described it last time I talked about it, so I'll just give like a brief overview. So it like follows this freshman at Harvard, Selin or Selin. I don't really know the pronunciation. She's American, but she comes from a Turkish family. And it's set in the 90s, so that's actually interesting to read just because like it's a different time than when I went to college, so it's like a different dynamic. Um, especially with like having to wait by the phone for like someone to call. Um, and it's like kind of existential in that like she's not really sure what she's doing. Um, she can never sleep, like uh, she just kind of goes through the motion. She wants to be a writer, but, like, doesn't want to tell anybody she wants to be a writer. And, like, she's essentially falling in love or fall- falls in love with this, like, seven-foot Hungarian senior. And um, it, like, their relationship develops, like, the email back and forth. And, like, the whole thing is, like, emails new. So, like, they're, like, writing these, like, poetic or, like, very, like, pretentious emails to each other that are very long it's like it's like letter writing in modern day or in the 90s modern day and um and there's a lot of philosophical things and like he tells weird stories and like it's interesting because then she somehow he convinces her to spend her summer in hungary teaching english to kids in a village and it's like she's in love with him this whole time he knows she's in love with him and he has a girlfriend but like you can tell like he actually loves her back or at least is very into her and it's like he's like he feels bad he's like am i leading you on and it's like this the whole story isn't really centered around them per se but it's centered around her and like her existentialism and her like angst against like the concept of being loved and who she is and what she's doing and yada 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 so of course it's right up my alley she's miserable existentialism (laughs) oh she's miserable so miserable (laughs) (laughs) and my favorite protagonist she can't sleep or she wants to sleep and i just love the i don't know what it is i just love it when they take very mundane things and they make it sardonic and just ugh Like, why am I reading about, like, how she ate her corn on the cob? But I am. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just just an example. Um, Yeah. But I heard good things about it. Yeah. It just, I think it's, um, I've just been distracted with, like, I don't know. I don't know. TikTok, maybe? I don't really know what's been taking me away from reading it, per se. I think I've just been tired. But... Or maybe too much Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But anyways, um, that's basically what I was reading, what I'm still reading right now. So I need to step it up, though, if I'm ever going to meet my challenge for the year. Because I, I didn't meet it last year, so i got to try again this year. I didn't even set one this year. <laughs> I was, like, 30 books behind. <laughs> it's because I was reading, like, all these books that I didn't want to log because I was embarrassed by why? what I was reading. <laughs> you already know why. No, I, so. yeah. I 
That's why I don't set goals, because I just, like, feel bad if I don't make them. Like, I, I set goals in my personal life, not reading goals. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, wander I aimlessly through life. I don't, I don't set reading goals. I just kind of, like, do whatever. <laughs> I just, like, I'm one of those people that if I don't, I like the concept of planning. It makes me excited for something. Like, if I haven't worked out in a while, I get more motivated by putting together a regimen. Like, I then actually, you know, sometimes performing it. So I don't know what that means. It's like I have to trick myself or my mind or, well, whatever. But it's the same thing with reading sometimes. If I like, I'm going to read this, 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 and this. It's like I get hyped up for it. And sometimes I'll do it. Sometimes I'll like just zoom past that finish line. And then sometimes I will just be like laying on the floor staring at the ceiling. Be like, what is going on? I have done that. But anyways um yeah so that's what i'm gonna get to our pop culture news yeah you want to keep me keep us on track instead of letting me ramble thank you well do you have more that you're reading absolutely not so (laughs) let's (laughs) no i know i'm looking at the time actually we should um here you can describe what our next segment is okay i will do my best so it is award season as we were saying Moira Rose's favorite season. <laughs> um, I love that scene. Um, so we have read seven books for our book club on Razzle Frat. So we decided that we would choose seven different award shows and give each book its own award. So the categories are Emmys, um, which are the most mindless, um, Grammys, which are the most talked about, Oscars, the most dramatic. Tonys are the most Shakespearean. BAFTA is the most British, I guess. (laughs) Uh, It's choice. And MTV, most likely to make a good reality TV show. So those are our categories. And we can only use one book per category. So we can talk about why we gave each book what we did. We did pretty different books. Yeah, um, I do want to just say that Emmys, we we said most mindless because... TV can be mindless. Not that the Emmy yeah. Awards are mindless. Yes. Because I know it can be prestigious or whatever. I don't know. But not that we're if any Emmy winners are listening to this. If they are, <laughs> oh my goodness, hello. Is it, if if yeah. it's Zendaya, hi. But <laughs> um, so the books, do you want me to list out the books that we read? Oh, yeah, I guess we can do that. I can do that. Okay. So they're not in any order because, to be frank, I don't remember the order. Um, There's I Love You, But I've Chosen Darkness, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Mrs. Dalloway, Persuasion, Passing, Beautiful World, Where Are You, and The Bluest Eye. We will put in the show notes all of the um, authors, too, to kind of do a little refresh. But do you want to uh, say who... You chose to win this uh, episode's Emmy Award for the most mindless. Yes, the Emmy goes to I Love You But I've Chosen Darkness. Um, because I literally don't remember reading that book. <laughs> so it is literally mindless. I have completely forgotten everything about the plot and the characters. And when I was reading it, I remember it kind of being a snooze. So, uh, yeah, I I disagree a little bit. I agree with you on a lot of them, I think. But on this one, um, for me, the most mindless one was Fear and Loathing because I thought they were stupid. 
and just on drugs the whole time, which I know is the point of the book. And it kind of was about like losing your mind <laughs> on acid. So I just felt like that was kind of um, that. And also it did remind me of like a TV show that just like, you know, when you can kind of just like so much happen. It's like sensory overload where you can kind of just shut down and like let like let it ride out that kind of thing so um that's why i chose for that i thought about that but then i didn't choose mindless because fear and loathing that one was so hard to follow because it was like not written in like a typical style and there were no like like it was all over the place so i felt like it was the opposite of mindless for me in that aspect that like Mm -hmm. i had to be paying like super close attention that's funny because um well it's not funny funny but it's ironic because for i love you i've chosen darkness I had to be super focused on it when I read it because I read it the day we were recording. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I was literally reading it as we were setting up the recording. I remember that. So I remember I was like, I was like twitching and looking at you and being like, I read this in 24 hours. Yes. And it was like not a good book. So I was like really not, not doing well on that front. But anyways, I've gotten better at about reading ahead of, um, yes. You just schedule. Um, yeah, what knock about... on wood. Oh, I know, right? Um, the next award category is the Grammys. The most talked about or the book that like people sing its praises the most. Play on words. Yeah. So what did you choose? Um, I, I chose Beautiful World, Where Are You? by Sally Rooney because Sally Rooney had so much hype following her previous two books. Um, I think mainly because of the success of Normal People. Um, that she had everybody was awaiting her next groundbreaking book or whatever um I think that even though it was sung about I don't think the praise was completely valid to be honest it was a good book it was a Sally Rooney book like I felt like she wrote it um it just felt like she kind of took the easy way out in that she didn't expand her repertoire as a writer with it. It just felt like another um, compilation of normal people meets conversation with friends, which makes sense. Um, it's weird because it's like in music, uh, you know how like sometimes when people have like a debut album and it's like big hit, everybody loves it. This person's now like hit the stage and like everybody's talking about them and they're the next best thing. And, like, they always talk about how, like, the most pressure is for their sophomore album to see if they can follow up that success and begin a career out of it. I think, to be honest, sophomore album isn't as important as the third. Because the third is, like, um, solidifies the career, almost. Like, if the sophomore album isn't as great, you can still kind of, like, have the, the, like, loyalty of the first album people. But by the third one, if they're not hitting it and they're not doing well, they're going to be like a one hit vibe, like a one hit wonder or like they're only going to be like past living in the past. I feel like I smell smoke, but I think it's my neighbors. Either that or my apartment's on fire, but I think it's I, I think it's my neighbors. They smoke like cigars in the backyard sometimes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, sorry for that. No, that's okay. I guess uh, we'll find out. <laughs> I don't. You don't see smoke in the camera, right? No. Okay. No. Mm-mm. 
Um, I'll let you know if that changes. Um, Jimmy should get me home soon. I can monitor the house. I I also chose Beautiful World, Where Are You? But I agree. I think that this one was way over-anticipated and over-hyped. So it's not entirely her fault because I think people built it up so much that it would have been impossible almost for her to meet the expectations. But I do think just objectively it was the worst of her books. I didn't like it as much as conversations with friends and normal people um i almost gave it the most dramatic category because i felt like she was like oh poor pitiful me like life is so hard as a writer um i don't know i just mm, it wasn't i loved her writing as always i loved like on a sentence level but overall i just wasn't as connected to the characters or the story i was just yeah it was just kind of flat for me yeah Oh, you're talking about the character that, like, everybody says was, like, loosely based off her. The one that had, like, the breakdown, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, The one no. that was like, oh, it's so hard. Like, I know I'm privileged, but, like, even though I'm privileged just sitting here on my piles of money, like, <laughs> you know, my life is so hard because there's all this pressure on me as a writer. And it's like, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> Honestly, then that could also be, like, an MTV one, too, for reality. Yeah, but, really um. Fun. So anyways, um, many options for this, but the next award is an Oscar for the most dramatic, um, which ties right into what you were saying about characters being dramatic. So what was your pick for this award? I chose The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison because I felt like there was no levity at all in the book like I felt like from the jump it was very dark and serious and dramatic as most of her books are um and I felt like the most was at stake in that book um and it was I think it was the darkest book we've read maybe tied with fear and loathing but I think like that one was just stupid but like they did some dark shit but like this one was just like I don't know it just was very heavy yeah Yeah. no i actually i agree with that um award because um i've only ever read beloved by tony morrison other than the bluest eye and like in beloved i know there's some heavy shit but like there are moments like you said of levity like when they're laughing and playing and like stuff so in this one like even the scenes with the children were depressing and sad or violent or just so serious. I mean, it's a serious book. It's it's an important book, but that that kind of tracks for Oscars because the Oscars are always very serious, important movies that ninety percent of people don't know exist or came out or whatever. But I know that one of them, actually, in the Oscars that are actually coming up, I think in two weeks. Um, one of the movies is like it's gonna knock it out of the park. Everybody like is obsessed with the movie, so um, I don't know if you've seen it. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I haven't seen it, but I want to see it. I actually just listened to an interview with like one of the main actors on a podcast yesterday, and it made me want to watch it. Yeah, no, I've been wanting to watch it. Um, Jimmy talks about watch it. it together. We should, but. We're going to have to put on the back burner because there's something else we have to watch together. But we're jumping ahead of ourselves. Ah, oh my god. We're making these beautiful transitions too soon. Too early. Um, but 
that's okay. We're gonna just uh, mosey on down to the transition world of the Tonys. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna mosey on down to the transition world. <laughs> what? We, I could have said ease on down the road, which is from the Wiz, but um, that would have given me horrible dance recital flashbacks. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you choose for the mo- the Tonys, the most Shakespearean? Um, I chose passing because it just felt like you know the knife in the gut twist type of thing. Um, especially just the way like they kind of ended it that way, and also just like the way the stakes were kind of high and the interactions, and also. If you think about it, in a lot of Shakespeare, a lot of it is, like, stuff happens behind the scenes that the reader or the watcher knows, mm-hmm. but, like, the per- the character doesn't, and that kind of happened there in the story. And then also, um, the old friends bit. Like, I feel like that's a Shakespeare-type thing. You know, like, yeah. old friends that have a history get thrust into each other's lives again and it's a catalyst and i think that's a very shakespearean-esque type of style yeah i agree i think it had all of those elements and the like you said the dramatic irony of like we know what's going on but like other people don't and the story and um the duplicity and the kind of like fifth act tragedy like unexpected and it like I don't know it felt very Shakespearean to me but it was so beautifully done it was one of my favorite books we've read um and I think it deserves more hype um but it it was like very sad and Shakespearean yeah anyways speaking of Shakespeare he was from England and uh England's part of the the you know the Brit Brit people British (laughs) you're doing amazing sweetie (laughs) well thank you um the most british award the bafta because we were running out of ideas and it is late on a wednesday and i'm tired from work um it is wednesday my dudes it is wednesday oh yeah it is i thought you were correcting me (laughs) no i was quoting a vine oh yeah that's true anyway Um, um so the most British, the most British award. <laughs> so bad. We, I, I chose persuasion, which is kind of a gimme. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no explanation needed because I, I also never... chose it. <laughs> I chose I it too. Say. No, I also chose it too. Um, because it just made the most sense. To be honest, it was like, it's just all about like English politeness and fucking aristocracy and just like the concept of like marrying for love versus money was a very british tropey thing and um on top of that i think it's just really ironic that like the newest adaptation movie she's not even the actor is even british or english but i mean this one also could have been mrs dalloway but i think persuasion is more british yeah but this one like this is like Victorian times, right? Yeah, so that's true. Yeah. I feel like that's like to me, Victorian times are a bit more British than like anything else, just because again, Victorian times are named after Queen Victoria. Yes. But um, anyways, Queen Victoria had about like what twelve hundred kids and like seventeen hundred grandkids. 
Um, and that is exactly what I'm going to use to transition into the next <laughs> award. Kids' Choice Awards! <laughs> um, I think both of us are very uninformed about what the Kids' Choice Awards actually are. Do mm-hmm. kids choose them? Or just kids' representations? Or is it kid-like shows? I don't freaking know. Is there slime involved? Or is it Nickelodeon? Is Nickelodeon part of Kids' Choice Awards? A lot of questions we could have answered through a Google search, which neither of us tried to do. Um, no, and I don't, don't care as much. Um <laughs> We're so dedicated to this this bit. Also, the category that I just had left over, so <laughs> I chose Mrs. Dalloway, which is not a kid's book. And there's and no kids no in it. Children's themes. Yeah, there's grown kids. <laughs> there's um, grown children, and Mrs. Dalloway does make a choice. Yes. So, you know. It's almost as bad as my transitions. Um. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, you could and argue. Literally- yeah. You can argue um that their uh the concept of age is, is skewed by society in that. It's like uh she believes her life is over at the age of 40 and then like she thought she was more carefree as a child but then she quote unquote had to grow up with her notions and yada yada yada. There's always ways to stretch it. Always ways to um, I did not choose that. Uh, this was also my throwaway one because it was the one I was left over with. So, um, I chose I Love You, but I've chosen Darkness as my award for this. Um, the only thing I can claim is that <laughs> it's anti-kids because she left her child to go travel. Um, and the concept of motherhood and I guess pro-choice-esque thing like because it was her choice whether or not she wants to be a mother or it was I, don't... <laughs> I don't know basically if there was slime involved she would get slimed um in yeah this, agreed the character in it um, <laughs> agreed. um yeah i don't want to talk about that anymore um <laughs> let's okay, just do the last, last award <laughs> our last award is most likely to make a good reality tv show so what did you choose for this one um, I chose Mrs. Dalloway. So, um, for mine, I just chose, like, basically because, like, there's all these different characters. They can have all different separate stories. So I thought it was, like, it's something that could be, like, expanded into a TV series because there's so many characters with so many, like, different, um, what's it called? So many different, mm storylines and there's like yeah. flashbacks and all. I just saw it as like one of those cheesy ass yeah. um MTV shows or going the opposite direction them all just being messy like real world fucks yeah. you know just yeah. like <laughs> all talking yeah. shit about each other just like yeah. and then secretly wanting to hook up with each other like that's very MTV yeah that is, that's true it is very MTV <laughs> Um, and they're all, like, gossipy about each other, too. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. Um, I chose Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas because I feel like that would make a wild reality show. Like, it'd be, like, messy housewives drama on mm-hmm. speed, literally. <laughs> like, that's um, true. So I don't know how you would do it, but that one to me screamed, like, the most, like, 
chaotic and insane. Like, people would just watch to be along on the journey. Okay. Well, that was mine. Okay, so those were our little fun award picks. Um, little tidbit that I made up, and I don't know if we should ever do again, because... <laughs> I liked it. Okay, it was cute, because that's our favorite season. Um, <laughs> but in lieu of... Uh, with movies and film adaptations um, in book world for us. I uh, wanted to also introduce another thing. Again, I'm introducing all these new segments to our podcast because, um, again, when I get bored, I like to plan things. So I uh, wanted to try, since we're trying the bi-weekly thing, um, to not stress us too much with having to read a book every month, uh, I figured every other month we continue the book thing, but the book club, but um, in between we do movie adaptation watches, so like books to movie adaptations. Mm -hmm. So um, I kind of chose the uh, low-hanging fruit for the first pick, but I feel like it's cute because for March, I chose the story and movie about the March girls. Um the Little Women movie from 2019. It's directed by Greta Gerwig and it stars like Saoirse Ronan, Florence Pugh, Emma Watson, Timothy Shalamangbongwong, and um, <laughs> yes, Laura Dern. Um, I don't know Beth's name. I probably could have looked it up, but um, I don't either. And um, those are all like the heavy hitters, though. Let's yeah. be honest. And uh, I just went to IMDb to, like, because we usually give the flap copy of what we're reading. And I just, like, was like, oh, let me get the synopsis. This is literally what they had in IMDb. I kid you not. Joe March reflects back and forth on her life, telling the beloved story of the March sisters. Four young women, each determined to live life on her own terms. That's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> so I guess it's because it assumes most people know the story about Little Women. Um Yeah. Did I you? mean, at this point, I feel like most people do. Yeah, I mean, did you ever um, watch the 1994 version with Winona? Mm-mm, no. It's cute, and Christian Bale. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love Winona Ryder, so. Yeah, that was good, and I think um, Susan Sarandon plays Marmee in that one, but interesting. we'll watch that a separate time. This one, we'll do a watch. We can either, it's up to you if you want to, like try to watch together we can like you know zoom or something or get together or just make sure that we watch it before the next recording either way we can talk off pod too about how you want to go about it um yeah no i'm i'm excited um and it's perfect too for obviously like march like you said and it's international women's month so oh my god i didn't even plan that so yeah, we're so... learning about the March sisters who are little women during International Women's Month. International Little Women's Month. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, wow. Well, that works perfectly. That makes up for all the terrible transitions I tried to make earlier. Yes, <laughs> um, exactly. Look at how all the ties. But um, speaking of ties and wrapping up, maybe, let's talk about what we're going to be reading since Miss... Uh, dedicated over there is uh reading 30 <laughs> minutes per night what is on your uh tbr right. moving forward um i gotta finish this fucking dramione thing and that one's long so i may still be reading it when we talk next but 
I'm going to try to finish Cujo. And um, then I want to read The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley, which has been on my nightstand for like a year now. Um, so if I can get through Dramini, that's what I'll start. How about you? Good. I think you pulled up The Paris Apartment when we went to Atlantic City last year. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's less than, I mean, it's less than a year. So you're almost you're doing all right. Yeah. I mean, I had Harry Potter with me and that was like long. I had one of the big Harry Potters with me too, so. Right. Yeah, but you read that already. Anyway. Um yeah, so my TBR is not as cut and dry because I cannot figure out what the frick to read next. Um so I made a list and I wanted to ask you for your opinion because I don't know. Okay. Um I'll, I'll I'm read it. I'm going to be reading Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin just because, A, it's my, like, set book for, it's our set book for April. So, fun fact, um, for our April pod, if you want to read it ahead of time, um, our next book is, is Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Um, so, that's on my list. And then I don't know if I want to read next a classic, a biography, like, because I haven't read a biography in a, little, a while and I kind of want to or another literary book like I'm reading now or do I want to switch to fantasy or do I want like to just like make it easy and pick something from the Rory Gilmore challenge I don't know so if I go classic I was thinking James Baldwin um like Giovanni's room maybe mm-hmm. biography I've read two out of the three volumes for Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, I just skipped the middle one because it's like the one she's most with FDR and I don't like when she's married to him. Because <laughs> he's know. cheated on her and stuff. So and she like just gets <sighs> overshadowed by him when she shouldn't be. Um, and then literary... I was looking on my shelves because I'm trying to actually read what's on my freaking shelf. Um, something maybe by Don Powell. I don't know. And then fantasy. I've been recommended a lot to read like Throne of Glass because I read the Ekatar series. But like mm-hmm. I also know Throne of Glass is a YA and like more YA than the other ones. And I'm just not a – I don't – want to read YA at my age that much just because it's like I don't want to get invested in that because they're young I I feel weird sometimes reading YA I don't know why but um yeah I feel you yeah or that was out (laughs) yeah that's a good idea thanks elimination round um and then the Roy Gilmore one I just like one that's been on my list whatever was uh like water for chocolate by Laura Esquivel I hope I pronounced that right, but um, I've I've like heard about it a couple times and it's been on my list, um, which I guess would be more like a literary pick. So, do I read a classic, biography, literary, or literary? <laughs> um, first of all, I admire you for reading biographies at all. I think they're so mind-numbingly boring. I cannot read anyone's biography. I don't care whose it is. Um, <laughs> Even when I worked on Josh Peck's book, and I loved him to bits, and I was trying to sell it and convince other people to read it, I was like, I don't like reading about other people's lives. It's weird. Um, I I think it's the person in me that likes history. That's why I like all yeah. that stuff. 
Yeah, I guess if I were to read it through like a historical lens, that might be different. Um, I say go for like water, like water for chocolate by Laura Esquivel. I've heard good things about that one, and it's supposed to be short too, right? Yeah, it's the one book yeah. I don't own. Oh no! <laughs> well, I'd have to get it from the library. Maybe, yeah, maybe you can check it out without much of a wait. Yeah, we'll find out. Okay, so that's one, and then I think I'm gonna line it up with. James Baldwin. So, like, if I can't get it from the library, I'll switch over to James Baldwin. We'll see. I might just pick something up completely random off my shelf as well. But those those seem like good choices. Yeah, I mean, I also have tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. So, like, I have books to read. I just, yeah, I just don't know which one to pick next. What is next in my in my list? But anyway, um. I'm excited. I'm excited to read. Maybe I'll just like throw it all caution to the wind and read a fan fiction or something. Um, I just wanted to read something like. I just have so many on my list, you know, on my on my shelves, you know, and I'm like, oh, they're taunting me daily. I know. I feel that too. But yeah. Anyways, um, I think we can probably wrap up unless there's anything else you wanted to share with me or our um ghostly listeners <laughs> uh nothing i can think of i think we've covered everything yeah okay well then um i guess i can kind of uh lead us out be sure to follow more of our bookish antics on our instagram accounts at there's ink on my hands and grapes underscore of underscore ash share razzle frat with friends lovers even enemies share the wealth of this gem of a pod and feel free to leave a review or comment in apple podcasts also check out our podcast instagram account at razzle frat pod all one word come for the books stay for the cockfield conversation and now we shall bid adieu to you that's razzle frat